Welcome to the St. Paul's Episcopal Church podcast. Here, we will share our thoughts, voices, and prayers. St. Paul's is a progressive community of faith with ancient roots. You can find out more about St. Paul's at their website, stpauls.dioup.org, or find us on Facebook. If you would like to share your words on this podcast, send us a message. May God's peace be with you today and always. Words twice a week, 10, 13. And as oftentimes, um, there are a number of internet links scattered through this. If you want to track those down, um, you can see the written form of this piece at uh, wordstwiceaweek.blogspot.com. Some days from the church calendar, October 4th, Francis of Assisi. He was a son of a wealthy merchant, but after having a vision of Christ asking him to rebuild his church and several other experiences, he renounced his patrimony, some accounts saying he stripped himself naked as a sign. He lived the life of poverty, was close to nature, and arranged the first live nativity scene. His Canticle of the Sun is well known and loved, but spoiler alert, the uh, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace, prayer, often attributed to St. Francis, is not actually found in his writing and, in fact, cannot be traced back farther than 1912. He founded the Order of Friars Minor, the Franciscans, and the Order of St. Clare, the Poor Clares, and a third order for married men and women. October 6th, William Tyndale and Miles Coverdale were both involved in translating the Bible into English and getting it printed. The scholars involved in translating the King James Bible drew heavily from Tyndale's work. October 7th, Henry Melchior Muhlenberg. He was a German Lutheran pastor sent to North America as a missionary requested by Pennsylvania colonists. Integral to the founding of the first Lutheran church body or denomination in North America, Muhlenberg is considered the patriarch of the Lutheran church in the United States. Now just a little side journey. The Muhlenberg County of the John Prine song, which has been covered by just about everyone from John Denver to the Everly Brothers, Don was born there, Lynn Anderson, Roy Acuff, Johnny Cash, Jimmy Buffett, and you and me and more, was not named after this Muhlenberg, but after General Peter Muhlenberg, who was a colonial general during the American Revolutionary War. Just thought you would want to know. And now, 
We all know what we are going to be singing for the rest of the day. Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River, where paradise lay? I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's coal train just carried it away. Also on October 7th, Bridget of Sweden. She was the lady-in-waiting to the Queen Blanche of Sweden. When Bridget's husband died, she joined the Third Order of the Franciscans and began to establish an order called the Bridgetines. She went to Rome, Jerusalem, and Bethlehem and sent back precise instructions for the construction of a monastery, now known as Blue Church, insisting that an abbess signifying the Virgin Mary should preside over both nuns and monks. St. Bridget prayed for a long time to know how many blows Jesus Christ suffered during his terrible passion. Rewarding her patience, one day he appeared to her and said, I received 5,480 blows upon my body. If you wish to honor them in some way, recite 15 Our Fathers and 15 Hail Marys with the following prayers which I myself shall teach you for an entire year. When the year is finished, you will have honored each of my wounds. The prayers became known as the 15 O's because in the original Latin, each prayer began with the words, O Jesu, O Rex, or O Domine Jesu Christi. She had visions of the nativity, which helped shape the way Jesus' birth was depicted in art. October 8th, Theus, okay, she may or may not have been a real person. If she was, she was a courtier who repented, lived for three years in a convent cell, and then 15 days before she died among the desert fathers and mothers in Egypt. She's kind of interesting because there are a couple of novels, an opera, a ballet, a play, a movie, and more about her life. And so some days from the world earth calendar and we'll sneak in a couple of notes about today october 3rd woody guthrie died on this day in 1967 he wrote this land is your land and a bunch of other songs you have a favorite roll on columbia is one of my favorites but really he wrote so many it's hard to choose his autobiography is bound for glory anyway it's a day for singing and then edgar Allan poe was seen in public for the last time, sick and disoriented in the streets of Baltimore. Still pining for the lost Lenore, finally driven nuts by the raven, he died a few days later. His house in Philadelphia is a national historic site. We've been there. So read or watch something by Poe tonight with a bottle of cognac and three red roses. And you ought to be able to come up with a poem once upon an autumn evening, channel surfing, not believing all the news and sports and stuff that the station sends my way, and I hunted for some snacks through the cupboards that were empty. Suddenly there came a ringing on the porch, a woman bringing DoorDash, Grubhub, pizza delivery, and as she turned away, set the table, three red roses and a cognac, Poe Toaster Takeout Snack Food Buffet. Well, best I could do. You could do better. October 4th, Rembrandt died. 
1669, he painted a variety of biblical scenes. There's a link um, to Judas Repentant, returning the 30 pieces of silver. And Henrietta Lacks died in 1951. Her cancer cells are the source of the Gila cell line, the first immortalized human cell line, and one of the most important cell lines in medical research. An immortalized cell line reproduces indefinitely under specific conditions, and the Gila cell line continues to be a source of invaluable medical data to the present day. She was not aware of this use of her cells, nor was her family until 1975, raising concerns about medical consent and privacy. The film, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, was released in 2017. October 5, James Bond debuted in Dr. No in 1962. Monty Python's Flying Circus debuted in 1969. In 1947, President Truman gave the first televised presidential speech. He asked people to skip meat on Tuesdays, eggs and poultry on Thursday, and to eat one less slice of bread each day in order to aid Europe. October 6th, Alfred Lord Tennyson died in 1892. He wrote The Charge of the Light Brigade and Crossing the Bar. Sunset and evening star and one clear call for me. A little different from uh, Booth led boldly with his big bass drum, Are You Washed in the Blood of the Lamb? But both nice. October 8th, Yankee Don Larson pitched the first and only perfect game in the World Series. They beat the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Chicago and Peshtigo fires in 1871, as we heard on the radio this week, numerous parts of Michigan also burned that summer. And still on um, October 8th, Frank Herbert was born in 1920. He wrote Dune and the sequels. There's a link to the 2021 movie. The U.S. release is set for October 22nd. October 9, John Lennon was born in 1940. Seem like anyone today is really trying to give peace a chance. The Phantom of the Opera made its theatrical debut in 1986. Che Guevara was murdered in 1967 after being lured by the CSA to Bolivia. October 10th, Brett Favre was born in 1969. Aaron Rodgers, really good, pulled the game out tonight. But Brett Favre was more exciting, in my humble opinion. And then finally, on October 10th, John Prine was born in 1946. Just to nail it down, he wrote, Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River where paradise lay. Now, just try and go the whole day without singing it. That's what I got for now. <laughs>